for me, I'm starting to feel imposter syndrome creep in. And this is a different type of imposter syndrome. So in business, I'm feeling confident. Um, but I'm, I guess personally, I, I get imposter syndrome occasionally around likability. So because I've had like some, you know, a bit of a traumatic, well, not a bit, I had a traumatic upbringing um, and, you know, a sense of not feeling loved, I suppose, as a child. And I know this is pretty deep, but that's now that I'm doing a lot of inner work, that's starting to come to the surface. So I have to keep reminding myself that, you know, it's safe for me to be liked. It's safe for me to be loved. Um, I am a likable person. Today, I'm going to be talking about imposter syndrome. And I know that that is a term that's used a lot and, you know, might be overused at times, I suppose. But I think it's basically just feeling like you're not enough and feeling an uncertainty around what you do and who you are and the actions you take. And, you know, it may result in indecision and all sorts of things. And I'm going to be talking about working through imposter syndrome. Now, the reason I thought about this is I'm actually just about to launch again um, Talent Manager Bootcamp, which is a course designed for studio owners uh, to become you know, talent managers and actually create their own in-house talent management services and agencies. Um, and, you know, representing their students in film, TV, commercial, theatre and all that jazz. Now, it's so interesting because the, the number one thing that people talk about is feeling like they don't, they won't be able to do it, um, just based on that fear component. So that imposter syndrome is so rife, especially in the creative arts. And I mean, it's, it's in every industry, but it really is there in the arts industry. And I want to talk about that and how it's popped up in my life. And, uh, I guess, yeah, open up that can of worms with you all. So let's do this. Let's get honest. <laughs> let's jump into the show. Hey there, I'm Josephine Lancuba and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line to then living paycheck to paycheck to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts, and all that jazz. Hello, hello, it's Josephine here, your performing arts business strategist and coach. And today I'm going to be talking about working through imposter syndrome. Um, like I said in the intro, you know, it, it can be an overused term and probably some people would cringe going, oh God, everyone says it. Another word that <laughs> people tend to feel that way about is the word pivot. Oh, I'm pivoting. 
But I mean, these are just words that well, they, they well explain the way we feel, right? So um, imposter syndrome is something that uh, creeps up on me every now and then. Um, and I suppose more recently, as I begin to level up my business and, and grow, it can start coming back. So let me take you back to the beginning. Um, I've had imposter syndrome for many years. I've suffered and I'm sure you can resonate. Um, maybe, maybe you don't, maybe you're like, you know, flying high and, and you never feel this way, but I feel like most people do feel this way, um, at one point or another. Um, basically it really is that feeling of just being really uncertain within yourself. When I first started out as an entertainer, you know, I, even as a teenager, my goodness, even just doing classes and dance classes and always feeling like I wasn't um, able to keep up with others or whatever. And that's because I had a bit of a later start with my um, dance education, you know, just there were lots of stops throughout and that's just not having that parental support and things that you need to really be consistent in your art form when you're young. And I just didn't have that. So um, it was up to me. And if I wanted to be successful and have consistency, I had to create it, which is a big ask for a young person to sort of self-manage their own timetable and lessons and activity and whatnot. So without a doubt, there were stops and and starts in the road. Um, So I always felt like maybe I was on the back foot because I didn't have that support and consistency that I wanted in my creative education growing up and my arts education, you know, just not being able to do weekly singing lessons all the time or having to stop things and start things a year later or, you know, that kind of thing. But when I graduated um, school and I didn't finish year 12, by the way, I actually dropped out halfway through year 12 because I was too scared to do the exam. And because I was living out of home at the time, um, cause I moved out of home when I was quite young and I was about 15. Um, yeah, I just didn't have those support mechanisms to just encourage me to say, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You can do this. Um, so because I didn't have that, I didn't finish year 12 and, and you know, that happened, but then I did decide that I wanted to go to full-time performing arts school, which I funded myself and did. And that was amazing. You know, went from New South Wales to Victoria and Australia, did a full-time course there. Again, a lot of that imposter syndrome creeping up on me. Um, just, yeah, I suppose that feeling of not being good enough, not having enough training. What if they don't like me? What if I don't make it? All the things. And then coming back to New South Wales and getting that agent and pursuing the arts. And, you know, I was in a band. I did a lot of gigs. I was doing, you know, television commercials. I would get an odd spot television, but not much. It was very challenging. Um, you know, doing theatre shows, doing short films, whatever I could really get my hands on, I was really in there and doing. And um, I suppose that was... <laughs> the road to imposter syndrome acceleration because, you know, it was hard because there were just so much, there was so much competition and we know this in the arts, right? We know that the competition is up there. When I stepped into business, um, I think I felt like I was in my zone and I thought I was really good at it until I realized maybe there was a lot more to learn. <laughs> so you have to fail, right? You have to fail to know 
um, when it's working and when it's not. And I think the biggest thing that happened was, you know, I started my own performing arts studio. Um, and back then it was called Next Move Studios, which is actually now my talent agency and my performing arts program um, is Musical Makers Club. But at the time, Next Move Studios started off as the actual performing arts studio. It wasn't an agency back then. And I mean, we did children's entertainment and some agency activity. So there was, it was a bit of a mishmash and, and I didn't have much clarity around the branding when I first started those many years ago, but I did develop it over time. But yeah, I suppose um, I was always really pushing hard to make it work. And I remember getting my first lease, commercial lease, um, and having this little crappy studio. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, the classes were good, but the facilities weren't, um, you know, there was like mold in the back room and there was holes in the roof and I had to use buckets to catch the rain and (laughs) yeah, it wasn't amazing, but I dressed that mutton up as lamb as best I could. And you know, the, the white lies to clients to just make it sound like we were a bit bigger than we were and just always trying to fluff my way through it and always feeling less than and then eventually I got the traction over time and I thought wow I'm actually able to do this and so I suppose that imposter syndrome really started to dissipate the more successful I got the more people and the more traction I got to what I was doing because I was thinking well if people are attracted to what I'm doing then obviously I'm on the right path but then I realized again after years of, you know, pursuing this studio that that again wasn't really for me. I mean, I was putting in all these hours into programs that didn't fuel me as a person. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not prone to running a ballet studio or a tap program or any of that stuff. Like that just wasn't me. And my heart really was in theatre and production and musical theatre and drama and that sort of thing. So I started positioning myself in that space and I actually got and that's when I started feeling really good about the direction I was in and you know and and that's when I realized that I could do this and that's when I started losing that imposter syndrome feeling because I was in my wheelhouse and I was like oh this is what I'm good at I'm trying to be something I'm not and that's what was giving me that feeling. Whereas when I really just went and pursued what I wanted to do, that's when it started to dissipate again. I'm like, oh, I've got this confidence now. I know what I'm doing. People are being attracted to it. There was pushback from some of my clients saying, oh, you're so focused on the musical theatre kids that, you know, you're not as focused on these people. And getting this feedback was actually great because it was, it was true in a way. Maybe I wasn't as focused on the other programs, because I wasn't into it and I tried to, to be all things to all people and that never ends well in business, right? You can't be all things to all people and you're so much better off choosing where you want to focus your attention, you know, as, as a business. And that's what I did and that's how we became the Musical Makers Club and Next Move Studios became the in-house talent agency, Now, the next part of that is when I actually really pursued seriously the agenting part. So now I felt 
you know, so just to take a back step, I felt really good about the studio, the growth and the position we were in, the focus, the niche of being theatrical and production-focused programming, all working for me. And then I went into this agenting world. Now, I did work as um, a manager, a talent manager and booking agent for a large children's entertainment company. So I got my, I earned some of my stripes there. I started being mentored by an agent and they started showing me the ropes at the time. Um, And then I went on to create my own in-house talent map agency. And that's when the imposter syndrome started to kick in again because then I was like, oh, gosh, you know, can I, can I do this? Am I, is, am I, am I qualified to be booking artists for work? Now, there's no course, there's no course you can do <laughs> to be an agent that I know of anyway, and I've looked. Um, you can do artist management courses but it's not, it's not specific. Like I know that in some music schools you can, you can do music management and things like that. Um, but really there's no talent agent courses in how to represent people in film, television, commercial, theatre, how to, you know, press these buttons. Where are the portals? How do you submit talent? How do you create an artist profile? You know, the tangible stuff. This is stuff you learn on the job. And I did, and I got my experience up and I started running it for myself. And then I started feeling less than again. I started feeling like, am I good enough? Do I know enough? Can I do this? Um, all of those things that start creeping in, you know, imposter syndrome again starts rising to the surface. And it's, again, very common, um, you know, I felt it as a young person, as an artist. I then felt it again when I started my business and studio and all of those dissipated. The better I got, the more experience I got. And then I felt it again when I went into talent agenting on my own and running it for myself. And, you know, there were times where I would like, I've, I've told this story before. I'm not sure if I've said it on this show, but, you know, I've sat on the couch and I'm submitting one of my, this happened. I was in my track at Axe. I was in my trackies sitting on the couch and I'm submitting someone for um, a role to work with Hugh Jackman. And I was like, wow, little old me is sitting on my couch at home in my tracksuit pants, submitting one of my artists to work alongside Hugh Jackman. And who am I? I'm nobody, right? And I don't say that as in lightly I of course I'm somebody and we're all somebody right but what I mean is anybody can do it it's just a job and that was my aha moment that was my okay imposter syndrome be gone because I yeah that was a real that was a real wake-up call that I am capable of this role anybody can do it if they have if they want to do it, if they're determined, if they're interested, if they're committed, if they're persistent. And that goes for any role. That goes for anything you do, right? I think imposter syndrome, put simply, is when we feel less than or when we feel like we're not enough or we're not capable of something, we have to remind ourselves that everyone started where we are. Everyone started as a beginner. The most successful people in the world started as beginners. 
And then we must remind ourselves that after they gained experience, just like us, that success followed, confidence followed, you know, that feeling of imposter syndrome dissipates because it's not relevant anymore because we've been doing it for 10 years and now we're good and then it's a new problem, right? So (laughs) it's never going to go away. There's always a feeling of uncertainty. We're all humans at the end of the day, right? We're all just people doing our thing. And no one is better than the other. You know, since then, since that moment on the couch a couple of years back now, um, you know, I've had my artists work for a whole bunch of, you know, known and unknown um, actors or, or artists. I've had, you know, my actors performing in shows alongside Sigourney Weaver, Nicole Kidman, um, you know, on major campaigns like, you know, big companies like McDonald's and Optus, Um for, for commercial campaigns, um, you know, being put forward for, you know, large-scale productions, School of Rock, um, more recently Mary Poppins, the musical. So what my point is is that there's just no, there's no reason to feel that way if you are committed to the outcome. So persistence is my superpower. There's no doubt. Persistence is my superpower. And through persistence, I have been able to come through and now run that, you know, I had a career as an artist. I went on to become a studio owner. I then created that in-house talent management service. And along that journey, I've come to realize that, yeah, we're all just people trying to do our thing, right? (laughs) Now, um, The next part of this journey, I suppose, is what's next. And for me, I'm starting to feel imposter syndrome creep in. And this is a different type of imposter syndrome. So in business, I'm feeling confident. um, But I guess personally, I I get imposter syndrome occasionally around likability. So because I've had like some, you know, a bit of a traumatic, well, not a bit, I had a traumatic upbringing, um, And, you know, a sense of not feeling loved, I suppose, as a child. And I know this is pretty deep, but that's now that I'm doing a lot of inner work, that's starting to come to the surface. So I have to keep reminding myself that, you know, it's safe for me to be liked. It's safe for me to be loved. Um, I am a likable person. Um, You know, I... And this is all stuff that I say to myself whenever I catch myself in the moment saying, oh, I'm too much. They don't like me. I just recently bought a T-shirt actually says that says, if I'm too much, go find less. And the reason I got that is as a reminder as well. It's such a great saying, if I'm too much, go find less. (laughs) Right? How much fun is that? By the um, Yeah. By the way, I grabbed that T-shirt from Confetti Rebels, um, which is an online store. I'm not affiliated to them in any way. I just really like their T-shirts and their slogans, okay? Um, but, yeah, so basically I I guess I've always been told that I'm a bit too much. I get, I've get i been told that my whole life, even when I was young, uh, you know, too much, big personality, over the top, too, en- too energetic, too pushy, bossy boots, all of this stuff. And then finally, as a now 39-year-old woman, I'm like stepping into that and going, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm a lot. (laughs) And that's okay. I'm a leader. 
I'm an entrepreneur. I am a, you know, I'm a thought leader. Um, part of the course that I've created actually, Talent Manager Bootcamp, is new. It's exciting. It's something that no one's really done before. And that's a great thing. I mean, I've had people try and tear me down when I first went to launch this course. Um, so you will come across the naysayers that try to put you in your place and keep you there and tell you that, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You're not qualified enough. You're not good enough. I, I literally had someone actually email me that, by the way. Um, and I am qualified enough. That's a ridiculous statement. I've worked in agencies. I've been a booking agent for years. I've run my own in-house talent management service for over six years. I've successfully booked my artists for professional paid work in film, television, theatre, commercial work. I've negotiated contracts with some of the major um, casting directors in this country. I'm qualified. What 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 is qualified to you, you know? That's what you need to ask yourself when you think I'm not qualified enough. Well, what, what's qualified? Especially in an art space, a certificate doesn't mean anything. I've got a certificate for in musical theatre. That doesn't mean I'm going to go work in musical theatre. I've got a diploma in the arts. Okay, that certificate means nothing. It's the knowledge in the learning to get the certificate. It's the knowledge in the experience of being on the job. That's where it's at. And those people that continuously tell you you can't, they're just honestly telling you that because of their own issues. So it's always hard to knock, to like block out, I suppose. Block out is the word I'm looking for. Those naysayers, maybe the naysayer is you. Maybe it's you. You're telling yourself that and it's just got to go. It's time to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, this is my this is my therapy session, I reckon. This is my self-therapy session. <laughs> this podcast, honestly. Um, but I wanted to do it because I wanted to share with you something that was a bit raw. Um I felt actually quite emotional before I started hit, hitting record and I thought maybe I should take a break and I shouldn't record now. I should come back when I'm feeling karma. And I thought, no, I'm going to use this emotion as fuel. I'm going to use it. I just did like a, a meditation sort of thing on a, on a webinar with some other um, entrepreneurial women. And it was, it was, yeah, it was quite deep and it brought me through an emotional roller coaster, I suppose. And, um, and then I felt inspired to record this podcast. I hadn't even had it planned. I literally just hit record. I've got no notes. I've got nothing. This is me talking to you really raw, really openly. Um, and sometimes we need that and we need to hear it. We need to hear it as listeners because um, it can't all be roses and sunshine, right? There are days where I'm flat and I am, I'm having those days at the moment where I'm, you know, starting to have that real growth spurt. Um, in my business, in my coaching, in my studio, we, you know, we've doubled our numbers this year. And there are days where you go, can I do this? Can I manage this growth? Am I capable? You know, you start to question yourself. 
it's so normal to question yourself. It's so, so normal. Um, just know that imposter syndrome is not a life sentence. <laughs> it's not a life sentence. And I believe that you can absolutely overcome it by working through it, by being persistent, consistent. Persistence and consistency are my keys to success. I have to back myself, even on days where I'm unsure. I just stop. I always try and catch myself in the moment. So what I've been doing now, and and this is something that's really cool because um, I suppose when they say, what is it? Um, being in the moment, you know, stop and smell the roses, be in the moment, all these things you hear. It really just means catching yourself when you fall. So now whenever I hear that internal dialogue that says, I can't do this, I just stop. And I think I catch myself and I go in my mind, I'll just say, I can do hard things. I can do hard things. Or I catch myself saying, oh, I don't know enough. I stop myself and say, it's safe for me to be a leader. It's safe for me to educate others and share my experience. I am knowledgeable. I am capable. These are just things that just come to me. And it helps me in that moment, overcome that moment, then move forward to the next step. And again, it's that persistence factor. It's that consistency factor. It's backing yourself and it's catching that internal dialogue the negative talk. When you hear it, you stop. You go, whoa, I just said that to, that thought. Remember, they're just thoughts. Doesn't Thoughts are not everything. Thoughts aren't always true. Just because you think it doesn't mean it's true. They're just thoughts, right? The brain has a way of doing its thing and it's moving through different conversations and ideas, protection mechanisms, and you catch it and you go, whoa, okay, I just said that to myself. And then, like, oh, you look at yourself in the mirror and go, oh, God, I look ugly today, right? And you go, whoa, I can't believe I just said that to myself. And then you catch some and go, I'm beautiful. I am exactly who I'm meant to be. It's safe for me to, to look this way. It's safe for me to love myself, even like this, right? All of that stuff. Anyway, look, I'm feeling like imposter syndrome needs to go. Um, I wanted to share that story today. As I said, it was sparked by just conversations I'm having with my coaching clients and people through my talent manager bootcamp course as well. And people just not feeling the confidence to talk about, you know, certain topics around money and certain topics around um, leadership. And it's just something I wanted to share because you are enough. I'm enough. We all are. We all have it in us. Uh, now I'm going to take you out with a little, um, a little reminder of what I have coming up because I would love you to join me. Uh, and yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Thanks everyone. If you'd like to join Talent Manager Bootcamp, please head to josephinelanecuba.com forward slash TMB. Doors open in June 
Actually, they are opening on June the 7th and you can join the waitlist. If you're a studio owner who wants to run their own in-house talent management service and agency representing your students to the highest level and providing them with professional work in film, television, commercial, theater, and more, Talent Manager Bootcamp is the course for you. You can go from studio owner to talent manager in just 12 weeks with me. So let's do this. Join the waitlist. That's josephinelancuba.com forward slash TMB. I'll also pop a note in the show notes where you can actually jump straight onto the link. And yeah, click it. Join us now. Let's go. Doors are only open for a very short time. So if you don't join us in June, it's going to be several months before we open the doors again. So don't miss out. Find out more. Head to the link. If you enjoyed listening and would like to hear more, be sure to click subscribe. If you're really feeling the love, share us with your friends. To work with me or to simply find out more about the magic of creativity, arts and business, head to my website, josephinelancuba.com and you can find me on socials. I also have a book that I've co-written with a bunch of amazing entrepreneurial women called The Women Changing the World. And you can grab a copy of that at josephinelancuba.com forward slash books. Thanks for listening.